0: So, I'm coming on here today to have a discussion about something that was just randomly popping up into my mind. And it's actually something that I had pre-recorded when I was just allowing myself to talk. (laughs) It was just a conversation that I realized had popped up. So, we're going to be discussing the conditioning of children and how that can lead into the conditioning of adults. So... when i was pondering reflecting on that's a that's a better way to a better way to put it when i was reflecting on my own childhood i started to realize how little control i actually had over myself <laughs> as a child how little control i had in the environments that i was in the people that i was around and some of the things that I had experienced just due to various things that were out of my control in childhood. So, at a very early, early age, from like the moment that we're born, really, we automatically have all of these labels that are placed onto us once they assign us a gender once they determine that we're either male or female there are automatically labels that are placed onto us there's automatically an expectation of how this child is supposed to act based off of these societal labels really which I guess that's why people are now diving into the non-binary, and but I'm not even gonna talk about that. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to discuss that another day, but I'm just not gonna talk about it right now. <clears throat> so there's automatically all of these labels and expectations that are put on to us the moment that we're born, who we're gonna become, um, who who we are now in this edition of our families. And for a lot of us, we have no choice but to just grow into these molds that have already been placed onto us. If you grow up in an African household, in an Asian household, you're already placed into cultural traditions that are shaping you into who you're going to be, that are shaping you into adopting these traditions as your own. And that's not to say it is necessarily a bad thing. It's just an observation that I made. So even down to when it comes to us going to school and things like that, one, there's no control over what exactly we're learning. We don't write the curriculums. Even the teachers who are teaching us don't write the curriculums. They're them. What the (laughs) fuck? The teachers themselves don't even have any control in what they're teaching. So not only do we ourselves not have this automatic interest in what we're learning because we ourselves have no control in what we're learning. But we're also then put on this scale range, this A to F type of range on how well you perform in these circumstances that you have no control over. We're judging, <laughs> really, we're judging children on how good or well they perform for a system that we don't even know what the criteria is based off of who is the one who says what is to be a well performance and what is to be a bad performance who are the people who determine if a child is intelligent enough to move on to a higher level or not who are even the ones who are creating these levels for us to then reach we don't have any control over that (laughs) We're not looking into it. We're not thinking into it. And we're not addressing the individuality in us all. As children, because we are conditioned, because we are these people who really our society, our parents, our peers, our environment tells us to be. We have no clue who we really are for most of our years and honestly some people will never get to the point of knowing who they are because our society has set us up to be all on this pave, to be all on this path that's either going to lead you to x y and z outcomes they're not giving you the opportunity to find your own path it's either you walk this path or you don't you walk this path to quote unquote success or you fail and very little do we honestly take a step back to be like wait is this even what I want like is this even what I'm interested in is this even something that I chose for myself or is this something that others chose for me think about when you're when you're in high school and you're trying to figure out what career or degree to pursue truly all you have are the options that they have laid out for you the degrees that you can pick are only the ones that are on the roster but what if it's the case that you don't align with any of these choices that they've laid out to you what are you going to do Most people would just go to college, probably go undecided, and then diddly daddly around this, this, that, and that, collecting debt and you know what have you. And people look at people when they do decide to go to college undecided, like, oh my gosh, what the fuck are you doing? You're wasting money, you're wasting time. And I wouldn't even necessarily say it's that. I just believe that when you do decide to go to higher educations, um with the term undecided you're really just saying that i don't fucking know like <laughs> i don't know what i want to do right now and i'm hoping that this experience will help me determine what i'm going to do but then you even have to take into consideration that even still you only have these degrees that they're allowing you to choose from you only have these programs that they're allowing you to apply to <laughs> you're only still in the constraints of who they say you are supposed to be and then just uh, this is a side note a little bit but I think it's honestly quite fucking ridiculous that we're supposed to pick a career in high school when we're around 17 to 18 years old and we're just expected to want to do that same thing for the rest of our lives even though we're clearly going to grow we're clearly going to become different people we're clearly going to fight figure out and discover different things about ourselves so I honestly don't know how they expect us to want to do the same thing for the rest of our fucking lives but I digress (laughs) I digress with that but anyway you're still stuck in these categories Of having to check off particular boxes that have already been laid out and made out for you. So, even if you feel like you're making the decision, even if you feel like you're making a choice, are you really? Or are you really just picking the options that have already been laid out for you? Are you really just picking the lesser option or what you feel to be the greater option of what has been laid out for you? So, can you say that that choice is really your own? If it is not something that you decided that. I'm going to I'm trying to figure out how I want to word this. Like, if it's not something that really comes from your own thought, if it's not really something that hasn't been laid out to you, can you say that you're really picking it and that it's really your your sole choice? Or solely, I think I, I worded that wrong. Is it really solely your choice? If you're just picking what's already there, if that makes sense, (laughs) if that makes sense. So as children, it's really kind of just like, you're only going to go to these places that your parents, your family, or whomever have said that you are allowed to go to, a.k.a. picking the choices that have been laid out for you. You're only going to be able to go to the school that your parent applies you in, a.k.a. picking a choice that has been laid out for you. (laughs) You're only going to be able to make friends with the people who are directly in your environment, a.k.a. even that is still picking the options that have been laid out to you. Because what else can you do if you yourself are not making the choices or if you yourself are not making the options? I guess that's a better way to put it. If you or yourself are not making the options, then you're just making a choice on the options that you have. (sighs) And again, that still leads me to the question of, is this really your choice? And honestly, when I asked myself, like, is this really my choice? I had to realize that for a lot of things, it wasn't my choice. For a lot of things, I probably wouldn't have picked these options if there were, if I felt like there was other options. Do you understand? Like, if I felt like there was something else. Other than what they said that I could do, I probably would have picked something else, to be honest. But because I already had A and B decision laid out for me, I'm really just going to pick which decision I like the best out of A and B. So can I say it's solely my decision? No, I really can't. I can just say that I made... Hmm. I'm trying to think of how I want to word this. I can just say that I made, I want to say a choice, but again, leading back to it, the the question is, is it a choice? Like, (laughs) But honestly, I can't think of another synonym, another word or anything that could describe like you just making a decision. You basically just picking either A or B. So... (laughs) From the moment that we are born, a lot of the things that um, we encounter or a lot of the things that we like, we don't like, and, and you know, what have you, are really just the opinions of others. Are really just what others are telling us to be factual and then we then choose to adopt those to be our own facts. For example... I remember in high school that I had a teacher who played a video and I I really need to go back on YouTube and see if I could find this video again. Maybe I'll link it something. But they asked you the question of how do you know that you're looking at the same thing as the person next to you? And they used this example. Hopefully this makes sense and hopefully people will be able to follow along. But (laughs) they basically said that let's say that two people are looking up at the sky Let's just give them names. We got, we're just gonna say A and B. Let's say that A and B are looking up at the sky. So, because A and B have grown up in the same school system, they've been taught the same things, they've learned from the same teachers, had the same curriculum, etc., etc., when A and B both look at the sky, they have been taught to say that the sky is blue. Because in school, when they're teaching us these facts, and I'll get back to that, when they're teaching us these man-made facts and whatnot, they tell us that it is for a fact that the sky is blue. It is not for a fact that the sky is yellow, right? Follow me. Just follow me. (laughs) So let's say that A, when he looks up at the sky, he really sees the color yellow. And when B, looks up at the sky b sees the color blue but since a and b have been taught that the sky is blue the sky is blue the sky is blue even though they are both looking at two different colors they have been taught to call it the same thing so a and b or b i should say really is thinking that a looks up at the sky and sees the color blue and A is looking at B and thinking that B looks up at the sky and sees the color yellow but because they both call the sky blue they believe that they're looking at the same thing even though they are looking at two different colors but how would the other person ever know? How would you ever know that somebody is looking at something completely different than you if you're both calling it the same thing if you've both been taught and conditioned into believing that it is called this so it must be that hopefully you guys have followed me on that (laughs) hopefully it really makes sense and you understand and I'm going to look for that video so I can link it and they can describe it even further because the video just made a bunch of sense I believe I was in like Um, junior or senior year when I seen that video and I was like wow that makes a lot of fucking sense like (laughs) it shows you one how we all have different perspectives really there's never to say that we are all looking at the same thing perceiving the same thing excuse me interpreting the same thing understanding the same thing there's never to say that But because we have been conditioned in this society that truly wants us all to be the same. They don't want to embrace the individuality in us all. They don't want to embrace... The different ways of thinking in us all, they really want us to be all on the same cut path so they can always be the ones picking the options for us. So they can always be the ones determining the outcomes for us because they know that we're only going to pick these options that they've laid out for us. We're only going to check off the boxes that they've already placed there for us and when you have a society that wants to run that way you cannot have individualism you cannot have people who are out of the bunch you cannot have people who are out of the line that's why they make us walk in straight lines at the very early ages of schooling they make us walk in these straight lines they make us follow this set schedule they make They make all of these little intricate details for us so that we follow it exactly the way that they've laid it out for us. And we feel like there's no other way because these other ways have not been presented to us. We're not even thinking about the other things because all we're thinking about is what the fuck they told us to think about. And that's how conditioning begins in children. And a lot of people think that that conditioning stays in childhood, but it travels. It travels all the way up to your adulthood and they know that and they play on that. And I'll explain that. (laughs) I'll explain that later on. But y'all ain't even gonna hold you. I really just lost my train of thought. (laughs) Okay, I just came back from re-listening to everything that I said because I really lost my train of thought. So I'm going to take it all the way back, all the way back to when I was discussing other people laying out what is so-called facts to us and then us choosing to resonate with those facts. So I was reading a book and oh my gosh, I cannot, I believe it was called Awakening the Natural Genius in the Black Child or... It was it was something along the lines of that if it wasn't that exact book it was from the series and i will also after this i'll go find the book and i'll put the title somewhere <laughs> in the description or something i'll put the title up there but in this book um in the beginning it was just talking about child development and child psychology And how from the early, early stages of childhood, I believe, you know, when we're around like months or honestly, probably even before that. Because the moment (laughs) that you travel onto this, onto this planet, the moment that you travel through the portal that we call the womb, the pussy, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) the moment that you are traveled onto this earth you one you were consciousness before that you're still consciousness but you're already absorbing the energies around you you're already absorbing the information around you and that's why even in the early stages of pregnancy and all throughout pregnancy those stages still play in the development of children the things that they hear the environments that they're around conscious you can just sense that you can pick up on the energy because we are energy so that's besides the point (laughs) that's besides the point that's for another discussion for another day but it was talking about how in the early stages of childhood around like some months as children all we're really doing is observing the things that are around us and trying to then place those things onto ourselves think about it like you're a child (laughs) you're like one month two months whatever and you are trying to assimilate I guess you are trying to figure out what it is exactly to be this thing that we call humans what does it mean to be a person and the only Things that you have as example are the things that are around you, the things that are in your direct environment, your parents, parent, whoever, your family, your peers. You're always sitting there and con- consciously observing the things that are going on around you. That's how children learn how to walk and things like that. Like, we have to think about that. How does a child learn when to pick up a spoon and feed itself. It first has to witness someone picking up a spoon and feeding itself, if you understand what I mean. So that's what I am trying to portray, or that's what I'm saying when I say that we take on the fact of others and apply it to ourselves. Since we see someone else picking up a spoon and feeding themselves, we then think to ourselves, okay, this is how you eat this is how you are supposed to do this thing we call eating you're supposed to pick up the spoon and feed yourself and then the child begins to not only observe but apply that apply that to its own life and the older we get the more conscious we become I guess (laughs) because I really feel like if we were able to communicate with the babies they're the ones that really have all the knowledge okay because they're fresh out the spirit realm like there's they're fresh out of that realm that they just traveled from so really they're the ones with the facts and we just got to learn to communicate with them for real for real but (laughs) anyway according to you know them the more conscious we become as we get older the more things that we see others say is a fact we see others display within their lives and we then apply that to ourselves because we believe that is the way this is the way that it is done because such and such has done it this way or such and such has told me that it is that way how do you know a car is called a car because somebody told you like (laughs) do you understand what i mean am i making sense am i like following along (laughs) or is so if we can be influenced and conditioned with something as small as eating with a spoon, learning to eat with a spoon, we can definitely be influenced and conditioned with the way with <laughs> the way that we think, the way that we view the world, the way we interact with other people and relationships around us. <clears throat> the way we view ourselves. Shit are insecurities. When When you're young, when you're a child, you're not insecure about something until somebody tells you that it's something you should be insecure about. I know for me, especially when I was young, and even now, shit, I was very hairy. I'm just a type of person where I grow hair pretty fast. Hair grows all on my arms. They grow on my legs. Like, I just grow hair. And... I remember being really young, maybe around like, I don't know, like second or third grade and feeling insecure about the fact that I had hair to the point where I really wouldn't want to wear like short sleeves or anything like that because it would always just show the hair on my arms, I had like a fucking mustache (laughs) at that age. It looks like even in my baby pictures, I had like a little shadow of a mustache or something like I, I was just always this hairy person. But I had to reflect and realize that I wasn't insecure about that until it was something that I would get teased about until it was something that other people would point out to me and react negatively towards. And then And only then did I look at it as an insecurity. So even then, you can say that that was not my decision, really. Or I don't want to say it wasn't my decision. I could just say you can you can say that even then I was being influenced by another's opinions outside opinions and reflecting and internalizing it to be my own when really before that I had nothing wrong with my hair I knew I was hairy I was cool with it it was out there like it wasn't something that was a big deal to me until I had other people make it a big deal if that even makes sense (laughs) if that even makes sense so because the people who are were in control of our society because our society is changing because our world is changing but again another discussion for another day <laughs> because the people who were in control of our society knew all of these things about us and knew how they could really do mental <laughs> mental enslavement on us because even taking it back to what they claim to be <laughs> the slavery stories and whatnot It has to start with mental enslavement. They have to be able to enslave you mentally as well to really have you follow the orders. It cannot just be a physical thing because soul within is without. So if the mind is strong, the body is strong. If the mind is weak, the body is weak. And if the mind is weak, you are more able to just go with what the fuck anybody is telling you, really. You're able to go along with... And accept what anyone is saying because your mind is weak. Or I really don't even want to say the word weak, but I don't have another word to describe it. (laughs) I don't have another word to describe it. Because honestly, when you are valid within yourself, when you are strong within yourself, when you do have love (laughs) for yourself, you are not just going to take anybody or at least this is my experience the more that I started to love myself the more that I started to strengthen my mind my heart my soul all these things because it all plays a part because don't 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 think it wasn't spiritual enslavement as well because before it even manifests onto the physical it happens in the spiritual realm so don't even think that you know in order for the mind to be weak, it had to be. We had to be affected on the spiritual side because we definitely were as a melanated people. And again, another, <laughs> another discussion for another day. But I'm happy because this just gives me, you know, more shit to talk about. But <laughs> once I started to strengthen myself spiritually first, because so within is without, and four 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 spiritually first. <clears throat> It then was able to manifest it onto me mentally, physical, so have you. And Once I reach that level, it's kind of like, I'm not going to take something just because you said it's this. I'm not going to view it this way just because you are telling me to view it this way because it don't work like that. It really doesn't. We're all individuals. We all have different perceptions. That's why I've named this soul perspective, because even now with the things that I'm speaking from, I can only speak from my perspective and we all view the world differently. We all have different DNA we all have like down to a cellular level we are all different so for us to be in this world that wants us to be the same like we're fucking robots or something it's ridiculous and two i'm not even gonna get i was gonna get into another topic y'all but i'm gonna start confusing myself let me get back to what the fuck i was talking about (laughs) so (laughs) If we're able to be so influenced by others opinions in these ways from from early, early, early childhood. And he even talks about that in the book I was reading, how because we are experiencing these conditionings and these ways of thinking at such an early age, it definitely plays out into our adulthood and it influences us on way more ways than we think like think about it y'all why do we have so many people trying to get surgery to get the same body type to look the same way as another person and a lot of people would like to say that if you oh if I want to get my body done if I want to get surgery if I want to you know get these things that that doesn't stem from influence it doesn't stem from insecurities which I just explained to y'all how insecurities also stem from influence so (laughs) so when people say like oh I'm not getting it done because I'm insecure I really just be looking at it like "Mm, are you though like aren't you though like (laughs) I guess you could say it's just my perspective but I feel like if you are wanting to alter your appearance again, like I just explained, it is from someone else making you feel as if the way you look right now is not enough. As if there's something wrong with the way that you perceive yourself now. And that's not to say that <clears throat> because because the same argument can be made for like, you know, somebody who wants to lose weight or something like that. That's not to say that if you're in a situation where something is clearly affecting your health which if you are overweight and I'm not talking about the fucking society standards of obesity because they gonna tell you if you fucking <laughs> they're gonna tell you that if you're eight pounds over 120 you're obese so I'm not talking about the society standards of obesity but when you just end up at a weight to where you feel uncomfortable and I feel like everybody knows a Everybody knows what I'm talking about because I was even there. I had gained so much weight (laughs) to the point where I was just uncomfortable. Like I could just feel how when I am honestly working out the way I want to or just being active the way I want to. The natural physique that my body just gets to. The natural size that my body gets to and how I feel much lighter. I feel better and I notice the clear difference in myself when I am at a particular weight versus when I'm heavier I'm not talking about if you are trying to do something to genuinely better your health I'm talking about if you are trying to get a BBL (laughs) if you are trying to get a BBL to look like motherfucking Bernice Burgles on on fucking IG like (laughs) that's the shit that I'm talking about when you are letting even technology because that's the way that's the way they really influence us nowadays And it honestly makes me a little nervous and concerned about the future generations because they're really growing up on technology more than any other generation has before, in my opinion. So now they're using the Internet, they're using Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all these things to give you a perception and give you a... Hmm. I don't know, I don't know how I'm trying to word this, but to just give you a standard now, a standard to follow. Now everybody wants to be a IG model, now everybody wants to, you know do these things I guess you could even say the same for podcasting (laughs) I guess you could even say the same for this like just now you can see the different directions that people are going into and again that's not to say that it's necessarily a bad thing because everything is duality but I can see how it is still tied to conditioning if that makes sense. I can still see how they're clearly still trying to control the narrative for people and how they're still trying to make things trendy. Like why do you guys think the whole the whole point of trendiness even exists? It's basically showing you like this is the most popular thing to do. This is the most coolest quote unquote like this is what the coolest thing to do is like conditioning you that oh my gosh this is so trendy this is so popular this is so this and that the masses agrees with this Mm, y'all heard my voice like what's going on the masses agrees with this the masses thinks that this is acceptable the masses thinks that this is cool so now i'm gonna hop on the band i'm gonna hop on the bandwagon i'm going to follow along i'm going to be on this trendy wave or what the fuck ever so that i don't get left behind per se or so that i don't look lame so i look like i'm up to date like (laughs) all of that shit it all ties in with conditioning because i'm sorry there's just no way like (laughs) there's no way that now we have all of these people who are really getting these life-threatening surgeries like and we are really just applauding it like (laughs) we are really just applauding this shit and we're like yeah yeah you do that you do that and i'm just sitting here like why like you're getting fat sucked out of your ass i mean sucked out of your stomach into your ass, (laughs) and thighs, and and what else ever, and you mean to tell me that (laughs) you're willing to go through all of that that pain, you're willing to go through all of that suffering, you're willing to, because I hear a lot of people say, like, the surgery, the pain and stuff afterwards is really just a lot, so to me, it's kind of like, you're willing to literally force your body to go through some life-altering changes because once you get surgery like that like it is life-altering once you get quote-unquote hospitalized surgery or however however you word it once you get surgery with that even that is life-altering so it's like you're willing to go through that just to be perceived a certain type of way to everyone else like to be a perceived to why am I not words like (laughs) words hello like why are they not coming out like but you're willing to do that to be perceived a certain type of way to yourself also because you're looking at yourself in the mirror which means that one you don't like what you're perceiving right now what you're looking at right now is not enough for you or you're unhappy with it to the point where you are willing to alter yourself so that you can perceive your way words, hello, (laughs) so that you can perceive yourself to be a certain type of way to yourself and others around you. Based off of what, though? Like, that's my question. Like, based off of what? Like, who is telling you that this BBL body is the ideal, perfect body? Do y'all remember before when having an ass wasn't trendy? Like, (laughs) do y'all remember before when having an ass wasn't cool and everybody wanted to be mad skinny and everybody wanted to have flat asses? And uh, everybody was like, if you told them their ass was fat, they wasn't feeling it. Like... Do y'all remember when that was the trendy thing? And now it's having this hourglass shape, having these big hips, big titties, uh, snatched waist, (laughs) big ass, like all of that. And it's still the question today is by whose standards? Who is telling y'all that this is the beauty standard? Who is telling y'all that this is the way that you need to look in order to be the baddest bitch? Like who is saying that? That's conditioning, like, it's conditioning, (laughs) and it's influence, that's why they call these motherfuckers influencers, like, it's influence, it's trying to sway you into moving into yet again another path that they have laid out for you, so, I guess the thing, how, okay, 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 now now let's now that we've talked about the conditioning I guess now the next discussion would be how do we stop said conditioning like how do we stop ourselves from being conditioned from being influenced from being swayed and I'm here to tell you all that it's really a journey like <laughs> it might not be the answer that you want to hear but When you're growing, when you're evolving into the best self that you can be, please do not think that this is a overnight type of thing. This is really a ongoing lifetime type of journey because we're not we're perfectly imperfect beings okay like on a conscious level on a soul level yes our soul is beautiful our soul is infinite our soul is all-knowing our soul is perfect (laughs) if you want to call it if you want to give it this whole definition and our soul is definitely unlimited but <laughs> while we are operating these vehicles, while we are while we are attached to these brains, attached to these vessels, these bodies and whatnot, we are, I guess, what the main society would like to consider human. And That can make it easier, (laughs) way easier for us to just be susceptible to all of these things, especially since you have to take into consideration that we've been conditioned since childhood. We've been conditioned since birth. And it's been hella years. <laughs> it's been hella years of just the same type of conditioning over and over again. And now introducing technology is a whole new level of conditioning. OK, so <laughs> you just have to be easy on yourself and be understanding and don't be hard on yourself if you are aware that you may have been influenced to make a certain decision don't be don't beat yourself down if you realize that you've made choices that weren't necessarily your own just accept them forgive yourself for <clears throat> forgive yourself for not doing exactly what you wanted because a lot of people like to be like oh if you do exactly what you want you're selfish and all this other stuff and it's like no like your soul always has the best intentions if you are always operating from a pure and genuine space. So us having that free will, which we do all have free will, us having that free will to really just go and do what we naturally do, to really just operate on a natural and organic level. What the fuck were we doing when society first started? Like, <laughs> um, I'm sure y'all know. But in case y'all don't know, I stand on this. I don't give a fuck. This is my perspective that melanated beings were amongst the first society. We was the first society. We was the one, okay? So (laughs) think about what the fuck we were doing before we had the society that we had now. We were just living. We were just being. We were more in tune with ourselves, honestly. We were more in tune with this earth. We are people of the earth. And we were living in harmony amongst it. And we didn't have to add all of these extra complications to be happy. We didn't have to add all of these extra expectations to live life. We just lived and we operated from a genuine space. And our society flourished. And we're still motherfucking here. So we're a product (laughs) of that. So we know that that works. And we know that we can get back to it if we really wanted to. But we have to start somewhere. And even you listening to this recording right fucking now is you starting somewhere. If you felt like you haven't started before, I'm here to tell you that you've started now. Because you've placed that seed. And maybe even now you're going to start asking yourself more questions. Maybe even now you're going to start to be more aware of the things that you take in. More aware of the things that you're viewing on social media, your environment, or what have you. Maybe even now you're going to start to look at things from a different perspective in a different light. And just you being aware can be enough. It's enough to start that chain reaction. To spark it off. And be able to help you to elevate to who you are destined to be. Because we all come on here with a purpose and a mission. And we don't need motherfucking society. (laughs) To give us our purpose and our mission because we came here with one. We knew what the fuck we was doing the moment that we traveled onto this bitch. We knew what the fuck we was doing. And we don't need nobody to try to sway us and tell us what we're going to be doing. Tell us how we're going to be operating. We don't need it. All we need is us. We have everything that we need with the fuck in. <laughs> with the fuck in, y'all. <laughs> so... Yeah, I guess like a way to reverse this conditioning is just to start somewhere and just to be aware and allow that awareness to blossom and grow. It's five, five, five right now. (laughs) Allow that awareness to blossom and grow and manifest itself into your reality, into your life. Accept it as your reality and move on forward. And just enjoy your journey and allow things to play out. Float on with life. Float. Don't sink.